0: It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today. With Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show, Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly.
1: mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson, and I'm going to dub this The Breakup Show. Oh, all right, because we've all had breakups in the past, and some of them have been good. Some of them have been more difficult than others, so I'm going to throw it over to you, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your worst breakup.
2: Well, my worst breakup was I was engaged, uh, I think, when I was 22. Twenty-two or twenty-three, and I kind of said yes under pressure, and I I felt like I wasn't going to marry this person, even though I said I was. <laughs> it's a mercy marriage. <laughs> yes, um, and I was totally. I was not happy, and but I felt so guilty because I here I said you know oh I love you, and I I did, but I wasn't in love. I wasn't in love, and. You know, I went, I went on and on and on because I felt so guilty for wanting to break up with this person. Because every time I tried to, he would cry and cry, and he was this big, giant, six foot five, big baby, big man, (laughs) giant baby. Yeah, and I always, I felt so guilty, but. Did you I, stay with him after he cried? or Because yes, yes. it worked, so the crying did the work. Crying <laughs> the crying worked. The crying worked. I have to say. And it took a long time. I finally, finally um, just had to go through with it and break up with him. I had to be really, I was really, really mean to him, really mean. Oh. Even my mom was like, Christina. She's like, I can't believe you're acting like that. And I was just... Mean old Christy. I was. I was because I wanted him to be mad at me so oh, it would make so. things easier. Oh. But, I know. I was <laughs> I was horrible. I was horrible. But I broke up with him, and we, the thing is we were living together, and to break our lease, we had to, like, pay this big, giant fee, so we stayed living together, and it was horrible because he would put these little cartoon things on my pillow every day that said like happiness is blah 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 every day and it was horrible but I did the breaking up and I was the bad one.
1: Oh, oh I'm just teasing you you know you're like the greatest girl I know I, it was awful I was awful well but you know you, you know you have to do what you have to do to get out of a relationship and that happens to the best of us and we have an ex at dodging relationships. <laughs> Mr. Rick, oh. well, are you thank, on the line? Thank you. <laughs> you are the expert dodger. I have watched you dodge more women in the last calendar year than probably, well, Arnold didn't dodge many of them. No. but <laughs> Right.
2: And have you noticed, too, that they're like any age range, any level of singleness, or they have kids, or they're pregnant, it doesn't seem to matter. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. I mean, you know, Rick, I'm going to have – I'm going to ask Carrie, our producer, to call you back. We don't seem to have a good line for you to listen uh, today. So uh, we're going to bring you back in a minute once we can get you a solid line. But um, I will tell you, as watching the cheap seats, watching Mr. Swanson dodge, um, oh, old, young, fat, thin, tall, short, pregnant, not pregnant, that was the one that blew my mind, watching this woman who was like nine months pregnant – run after him. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, yes. <laughs> I, would, I would love to be your baby's daddy. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I was, you know, and I would, I would think about this, like, you know, I would be putting my kids to bed thinking, when I was in my ninth month, the last thing I thought about, um, I thought about was dating. I mean, granted, I was married. (laughs) Well, technicality there. But, you know, the idea that I would have, like, my focus was 100% on my kid, like my impending birth, being scared to death, going, the last thing I would do, and, Rick, I think you are a lovely human being, was be to go out and try to date someone at that point. That was just brutal. Like, well, the
2: hormones are, you know, all, like, crazy mixed up, so she might have been a little...
1: Corny or something. <laughs> 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 you can't talk. No, he can't. Rick is not allowed to talk until he gets his line back. So, Sabrina, we need you to call him because uh, he's in here making peanut gallery things I know. that everyone wants to hear. Um, but uh, it is a, it is a very difficult thing, I think, to break up with people. Um, it, I agree. I agree. Was that for me? It wasn't easy. You know, it, it really wasn't easy for me to do that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure because you love this person, and or you love this person, or you had feelings for them. And uh, I know when I ended my marriage. I mean, you would think it would be an easy thing for me, um, you know, because it's like, gee, you're, you're already <laughs> well involved in a, in another relationship. So it wasn't like saying goodbye to the relationship, but it was more, you know, saying goodbye to my own identity as like, um, you know, I'm a married mom with two kids, and you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just married. So that was a hard one to to say goodbye to but i wasn't at all sad to say goodbye to the husband that was the easy part but changing that identity um was 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 a challenge for me and to try to wrap my mind around that that took me a while um and um do we have rick back it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like it. Okay, well, we will continue on. Um, we have a great guest today, Christy. We have Carica Fields, who is the author of this great, great book. And I have to tell you this little story about it, Christy, because I was in um, Barnes and & Nobles, and I remember this very vividly, because I went into the self-help group section <laughs> because I had gone to, like, these divorce meetings, like everybody's like, oh, go to the church. They have this great divorce support group. It was terrible. they were just women bitching about everything, didn't like it. Then I went on this stole searching hike in the Grand Canyon, and this – bus full of divorced women nice. I pulled up and they were all like you know walking together as women arm in arm and you know just man hating just man hating man hating and I sat on the rim of the Grand Canyon going oh, if I didn't have children I would just jump right over <laughs> <laughs> but more importantly was I was like this is not who I want to be this is not the person I'm going to be and I didn't know where to turn so I went to where I normally turn which is to books and I went to Barnes and Nobles and I sat on the floor before they prohibited you from sitting on the floor. Oh, you're not allowed to sit on the floor? No, I think people trip over you and somebody broke a leg. I don't yeah. know. It was some lawsuit. But before that, I was sitting on the floor and I went through this whole wall of books and I remember Carica's book because it was white and I was like, oh, I need cleansing properties of white. So <laughs> nice. Yes, I started out with pulling only white books out of the shelves and then I went to books, you know, with some color in it and, you know, this is how, you know, <laughs> my, this is how my we theory. Get this is how we get things done. how we get things done. But I had this big stack of books on the floor next to me and I started flipping through the covers and I'm like, doesn't apply, doesn't apply, Ugh, you know, too bitter. And then I saw this book that said, he's gone, you're back. And I, it was. It just resonated with me. I'm like, you know what? He is gone, and I'm back, and it's my life now, and I can control my life, and I can make my life what it's going to be. I don't have to listen to anybody going, you're too fat, you're too slow, you're too dumb, you're too whatever. Right. You know, you shouldn't try that. You look ridiculous doing that, you know, because I, <laughs> I revel in looking <laughs> ridiculous, and it's part of my charm. There's nothing wrong with that. Girl. And there's nothing wrong with that. And um, it was just really important to me. It was a really important book to me in that period in my life, and I'm not kidding you, I read it at least three times in the bathtub because the first time I read it cover to cover, like I was shriveled. I kept adding hot water. <laughs> I didn't stop because I was like, she gets it, she knows what it's like to be lost in a relationship and then come out and have to redefine yourself. And I... Read it, and I got maybe 10% retention out of it because I was such a mess. And then I went back through it, and I read it again. Then I started highlighting and making notes down the margin. I mean, it, it really was something that was that important to me. I read it a third time because each time I got something out of it because I was in such, you know, kind of emotional overwhelm. It was hard to... It's hard to retain a lot of this stuff. Wanted to hear it. I mean, you can yeah. read it, and, but you can't hear it. And you can't really, like, absorb it. You know, it doesn't become part of you. I don't think until you're really ready to hear to hear the absolutely. message. Absolutely. absolutely. And then I gave it to a girlfriend of mine, and I, I want it back because it has my notes in it. But I actually <laughs> liked it so much, I went and I got it on my Kindle, either on my Kindle or my Nook. I think it's on my Nook. but um, Because... Like a year and a half later, I needed a tune-up. I mean, that was the only way I could describe it. I I knew there was information in there that I needed that was going to help me because I didn't want to be the person I was prior to the relationship. I wanted to take all those good aspects of myself and bring them forward right. and resurrect the ones that had been kind of stomped into the dirt. But then I also thought, you know what, I'm a blank canvas now. I can rebuild Myself in respect to this relationship, I can rebuild it the way I want, like the Bionic Woman, like stronger and faster, <laughs> stronger, faster, you know, just with you know, cuter clothes <laughs> and better <laughs> hair. Um, but so and so when when um, you know this book was that powerful to to me. And what was funny is uh, one of our common friends, Trish Rubin, had said, "Oh, you know, you might want to have Carica on the show." And I was like, oh, "What? What? What?" Carica Fields. I'm like, that was my Bible. That was that helped me get through. I can tell how. Exciting. You are. I know. I get You're so excited. excited. <laughs> you haven't wiped that smile <laughs> off your face. Well, I just, you know, I get the opportunity not to only talk to the person that helped me a lot, but I get to say thank you in person, which I don't know that a lot of authors get. Right. And, um, you know, and I just feel that, you know, she created something that had the power to change my life and make my life for the better. So to be able to honor her and bring her on the show today is just really cool. I know. Oh, I, I know. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So our guest today is Miss Carica Fields, and she wrote this fabulous book called *He's Gone, You're Back*. And my name is Sandra Beck. I am the host of Motherhood Talk Radio, along with the absent Rick Swanson and the ultimately <laughs> fabulous Christy Holly. And for- Those of you that haven't checked out our site yet, please do go to www.motherhoodtalkradio.com. You can also pick us up on iTunes. You just type in podcasts, Motherhood Talk Radio, and you can also hear us live on TogiNet and our Prior shows are available for download there. So we want to welcome Miss Carica Fields when we come back from the break, and we're going to talk about such great topics as how to recover yourself from a short or long-term relationship. And we're going to be able to talk to Carica live and
3: in person. Yay! Yay!
0: motherhood talk radio giving you interesting inspiring and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation this is motherhood talk radio and we'll be right back after these Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhain, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern time, only on Net Radio. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holland.
1: This is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Christy Holly and we're making fun of people and the way they hold their babies. So we're gonna stop doing that. This one woman was holding her baby like a football and um, I don't know. I gotta say. So we have the distinct pleasure of having Carica Fields on the air with us today. She is the author of He's Gone, You're Back, which is a fabulous book. Anybody who is thinking about leaving a relationship, leaving a relationship, or has left a relationship and wondering where they fit in the world, um, this is a really great book to pick up and read. It's easy to read. It's fun to read. It's funny. It'll make you cry at points. It has a music list, so how can you not like that? There's just so many things to like about this book. Welcome Carica, hello. Can you
3: hear me? I can hear you, loud and clear. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for inviting me on
1: today. So we, Christy and I, were thinking. Okay, we're, I'm starting to sound like a stalker, but I think <laughs> I might come to your house for Christmas. It's okay. I, I always cook. I always have food. As long as you have enough for us to come by, that would be awesome. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's I have to talk s- about it. I'm in Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn, all right. We will hop on that plane from L.A. and we will get out to Brooklyn. Um, but I got to tell you the the title that you you created, which is "He's Gone Your Back: The Right Way to Get Over Mister Wrong." How did you come up with that? That is so fantastic.
3: Oh, um, the funny thing is, I actually was a freelance writer years ago when my daughter was much younger, and I used to do different articles. And I did an article for a magazine called um, I think it was Bell Magazine. It was a full figured magazine. For four figure women, and I did the article because I was going through what I was going through, and that was about twelve years ago, believe it or not. But the seed for the book was in my head. I was like, that article was so funny, and so many people responded to it, even guys. And I was invited actually to be on a radio show called Night Talk with Bob Law. And I got a lot of feedback about the topic of breakups and recovering from breakups. And that was like the seed had been planted, you know. Well, and it's just, you know, it's like the – I love how you put it
1: the right way to get over Mr. Wrong because there's a lot of things that we do as women to get over Mr. Wrong. Um, Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. Um, How did you know – you know, how did you know what to advise us, you know, in in getting over Mr. Wrong?
3: Like I said, I mean – the book, in the book, I say in the beginning of the book, I'm not a psychiatrist. You know, I'm just a woman who went through some things, and hopefully some other women can learn from my mistakes, you know? So, to, the right way to get over Mr. Wrong, it was pretty much trial and error, because, um, in the beginning, right after my, my relationship ended, I also had a child to deal with, so there was so much I couldn't be so much decadent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> well,
1: it's true. It's like it's like rich people have uh, like the only people that I feel have the luxury
3: of laying around and being depressed. And so like the rest of us, or you know, you know, overindulging in things that are not necessarily good for you, or kind of hanging out too late. It it feels good, and you know, sometimes you do have to go there. I think you know, have a little fun and kind of forget about things. But at the end of the day, I really had to find more productive ways to really heal from that relationship because I had to be present and cognizant for my daughter who's, you know, a toddler at the time. So I found that, you know, hot baths work. You know, a cup of tea is better than a glass of wine for the most part. <laughs> well, and it's true, and that's, you know,
1: I had a, um, when I was reading your book the first time, I had a three-month-old and a toddler, and I kept thinking, like, how could I do this? How, how am I going to do this? And then I would read your book and think, well, you did it, you did it, and you wrote about it, and you were really pretty open with some of the raw stuff um, yeah. in how you were feeling.
3: Yeah, I, I thought that that was best, and you know really what it was? I wish I had a book like that to read when I was going through what I went through. You understand what I mean? I do. That's put the charts in there, that's why I put the music list and the books, because I think that sometimes when you're so obsessed with relationships and trying to understand love, and is it really true that when you put out, comes back to you, you know, all that law of attraction is just overwhelming, but at the same time, there are books out there that speak to it, it's on your mind anyway, so you might as well go pick up, you know, a book on, you know, Buddhism, if you've always been interested in it, I'm not a Buddhist, by the way, not the, you know, not even the one. I'm just saying, the book is the list. <laughs> <laughs> the list is pretty diverse about uh, different kinds of books to read, um, but they all, on some level, deal with breakups. I even have a list, a movie list, you know, so you can that's right, <laughs> cover up and fantasize, you know, or whatever. And just have well, one of my favorites is Under the Tuscan Sun. Did you see that one? Oh, I did. I did.
1: I went through. I was such a little groupie. I went through and, you know, downloaded the songs. I watched the movies because I'm thinking, oh, there's something in here she wants me to get. There's a message. <laughs> there's a message. But you know what I found, too, Karika, that your stuff did was all of it helped not only cognitively process the emotions that were going on, but it helped me feel the emotions because some of the movies and some of the music just got me into that Feeling mode, And I think when you're trying to raise a kid and you're trying to get yourself on your feet financially, uh, doing everything, you almost shut down emotionally. And that really impedes your progress in healing. And when I would sit down and watch these movies or I'd sit down and listen to the music list, sometimes I'd be elated and danced around the bathroom. And then other times I'd be, like, sitting there with my box of Kleenex going, oh, poor me. But that's all part of it.
3: Is all part of it. It is all part of it. You have to kind of go through it. You can't, and, and that's, just to get back to your other question, that's really the right way to get, get over Mr. Wrong. In a nutshell, is just to go through the emotions. Don't try to stuff them down with food or even maybe an affair, even though there's not really anything wrong with that. <laughs> but, you know, it's not, you know, you don't want to necessarily um, distract yourself from what you're going through. You are going through it. You just got a divorce or you just broke up with somebody. And, yes, uh, you have to redefine yourself now. You have to start over. So just go through it. Don't, you know, suppress it. That's my best advice.
1: That is such great advice, Karika. And the other thing that you helped with this book was, you know, everybody, like I would go to sit in these, like, kind of stupid therapy sessions and, you know, go listen to these speakers. And everybody would say the same thing, like, take care of yourself, take care of yourself. So I would go home and, like, curl my eyelashes and, you know, like, straighten my hair and and do these things. Um, But I really didn't know what it meant to take care of myself because I had been in this marriage that was requiring me to be caretaker for these kids. My ex-husband was kind of an inept, you know, goofball, you know, goofball, and so I had to do a lot of caretaking there, and it, I didn't even know what I needed, and a lot of your book helped me identify even just the dumb thing of, like, getting to the gym, drinking water, taking your vitamins, you know, the stuff that your mom would tell you to take care of yourself. Well, if your mom's not present or not alive or not well, and able to help you through this stuff somebody's got to turn around and say here's what you need to do to start to take care of yourself and then once you do you start to learn you know other things that you need personally to take care of yourself but somebody has to open that door and lead you down that dark hallway
3: going it's okay to take care of yourself it's not being selfish it's necessary it's very necessary very necessary and it's a part of the process. I'm just so excited that you love this book so much. I, I I wanted to tell you that a lot of people didn't get it. Some people, some guys even, I still get comments saying, oh, it's a male bashing book or it's a bitter you-know-what book. And I'm like, well, you obviously haven't read it because it's so not anti-male. It's really, you really know what it is. It's good for men, too, because men always complain. They say, oh, I met this girl. She was great, but she, you know, she kept complaining about her ex-boyfriend or whatever. This book is for guys, too, because I really want people to deal with their issues so that when they go into the next relationship and they meet the next guy, they've already dealt with it, so they're not projecting it onto the new guy, you know? So it's a good, it works for the guys, too. but um. Well, and any guy who's worth his salt will pick up this book
1: and cruise through it because they get a really good insight in what happens to women after a breakup.
0: You know That's I'm not right. saying
1: that they have to read it and take notes and you know you know dance to the playlist, <laughs> but if they want to know what happens behind the scenes to a woman after a bad breakup you know and so that they can maybe not do some of the things that fuel the problems that we have after breakups
3: as women, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for a guy to read because I think the thing I think thing men excuse me men don't get it is that we really do like closure like you know what I'm saying. Just tell me it's over. Don't just stop calling me for a month. You know what I mean? Like, wait, like, it. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people, um, you know, they have a lot of questions like, well, what did I do? And why didn't the relationship work out? And, you know, so I just think communication is, is key. And I think that men need to be more, more courageous and just, you know. Don't well, I think, I
1: think it's twofold. I think men need to be clear about breaking up, but I also think women have to allow them to break up because what I see from the cheap seats from my brothers and my male friends is that it's twofold. It's like the, the one guy who does try to explain why he's breaking up with her gets a big argument from some women, not all women. Some women will go away gracefully, um, you know, but it's, it's got to go both ways. It's like the women have to, you know, because we as women want to poke it everything and we want to understand every little nuance and yeah. you just can't and you're right about that what's wrong with me i mean i still struggle with you know the what's wrong with me on occasion i think that's just natural part of being women that's yeah. natural Someone is calling me. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to answer it. (laughs) (laughs) So when you wrote this book, you know, tell me what did, you know, what were people saying? I mean, I know you said some guys, you know, said that it was a man-hater book, which is so not true. Um, What were some of the other feedback that you got?
3: I got a lot of, I got a lot of, as you can imagine, a lot of great feedback. A lot of women, you know, email me, and you know, Facebook has been great because like, this is, I'm a first time author in the in, in the Facebook age, you know. So I do get a lot of great feedback, and people just saying, I really, I appreciated the book, and thank you for adding the checklist, and thank you for adding, you know, these nuances, or you know, I feel like I'm not alone because I felt like I was so weak, you know, for still for what I went through. And I feel like my book really did um, affirm that we're not alone and we kind of all go through the same thing. So I did get a lot of positive feedback. So it was great. It was great.
1: Good, because I really liked liked how simple it was to understand. You know, some of the books that I read during that time, you know, when you're going through an emotional crisis or an emotional situation – I don't know about you, Christy. I need it clearly yes. spelled out. I do too. Th- normally. Not even <laughs> when I'm going through any crazy stuff. I need something that I can understand. That right. you know, isn't full of this crazy mumbo jumbo that Right you that know, makes the author sound really smart and then just confuses the it crap out of feel the rest so of the
3: rest so of the stupid yes, exactly. <laughs> you don't get it. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't want to do that at all. I really wanted to. That's why the very first chapter is, um, you know, I think it's called The One, and it just talks about the main relationship that the book is based on, just so that you can know kind of who I am. Um, I try to talk in my own voice so you kind of feel, you know, my, my energy and my personality coming through. I'm not judging anybody, and I hope nobody judges me, but breaking up is hard, and it's, You know, you get sad and you get lonely, and I don't think it should be something that should be taken lightly. But at the same time, you can use that time to make it, you can choose whether you can use it to, you know, become a bitter woman or a better woman. Absolutely. I hate
1: to cut you off, but we're going to go to commercial break. Our guest today is Karika Fields. She's the author of He's Gone, You're Back. She's our lovely gal from Brooklyn. And when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about some tools and techniques that Karika shares in her book, He's Gone, You're Back, which is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can also check out her website, Karika Fields, K-E-R-I-K-A, Fields, dot com. We'll be back with her after the break.
0: Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswald. And learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry. Every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on talkingnet.com Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on druggynet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holly.
1: Mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly, and I can't contain my delight enough <laughs> for having our guest today, Ms. carricka Fields. She is the author of He's Gone, You're Back, which was a book that was very powerful for me uh, shortly after the breakup of my 10-year marriage, and um, she just has such great information in there. Uh, she has not paid me to say this. There's no endorsements <laughs> going on. It is purely just a book that was really important to me. It's Still is. And um, I do recommend it regularly to anybody who has, um, who is struggling either, you know, in the process of a breakup or post-breakup or even, you know, a couple years later. It's so good to go back and read this stuff because it's really hard to retain all this stuff, um, as Christy said, on a good day. Uh, but when you're going through an emotional crisis, um, some things make sense to you at the time, and then two months later you look back and go, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Right, right. <laughs> We all had those moments. Like, why did I get married to this person if I knew now what I knew that. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Um, and I think, you know, for me, Christy and Carica, the best thing that I found, um, the best advice that I took away from your book was to not only take care of myself, but really get back into myself. Because I do talk to a lot of my friends who are in difficult relationships or very troubled marriages, and they all say the same thing. I am so lost. I don't know who I am anymore. And um, when you walk us through helping us redefine ourselves so we can become, as you put, better, not bitter. That's some really powerful advice. And not only do you tell us this, but you walk us through on how to do it, and that's really important. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well,
3: you're making me blush.
1: No, <laughs> oh, well, you should. I mean, you told us that it's okay to cry, to get that extra sleep, you know, to give us some space between our next relationship because, you know, when I got divorced, it, you know, I went on <laughs> my crazy dating spree, character. I had, like, 50 dates. What did I have, 50 dates in two months? Wow. Oh, I did. I went out with everybody who asked me. I was like, sure, I'd love to go out. And the thing was is I realized part of it was just ego, like trying to, like, restore my self-confidence back that I, you know, had some ounce of attractiveness in me. But the other part of it was that I didn't trust my own judgment since I had chosen so badly the first time. I was like, okay, now I'm going to do my <laughs> survey. I'm going to, you know, go out on, like, two to three dates a week. And, you know, and I did that. It was exhausting. I mean, you remember it, Chrissy. Yes, I do.
3: <laughs> That's the way you, you said the magic word. That's exactly what I was going to say. Even even if you, even if someone doesn't go on a dating spree, even though, I, girl, I, I admire you, that sounds like fine. <laughs> <laughs> <There's> a lot <laughs> of teenagers. That's a lot. I got fat,
1: Kara, because <laughs> what I did. Because if the date went bad, I'm like, oh, I'll just have dessert. <laughs>
3: I know, but um, like I know that certain relationships can be just exhausting. Like the whole breaking up process, and sometimes you even have to physically move, or the person has to physically move out of your life. And let's not talk about the arguments. Let's not talk about you know the paperwork or the divorce papers or the kids and the sepa- excuse me the separation and the visitation hours. It's exhausting. It is <laughs> exhausting, <laughs> it's exhausting. And that's why I, I you know I try to really. Bring home the point of taking care of yourself and taking those extra naps and sitting in that tub a little longer and getting to the gym, even if it's just to sit in the steam room. <laughs> you know?
1: It's true. I used to, It's so true, Kerika, because, you know, the one thing they didn't tell me about divorce, I mean, they told me a lot of things in all these different books, but it was like, man, I hated my husband when I was married to him. Boy, they had nothing <laughs> on me after. And to hate somebody, you know, for that period of time takes a lot of energy, too. Yes. It's very, you know? it's, very, it's very taxing. It's very taxing. Um, but you kind of gave me permission, too. That's the other thing that I liked about your book. You gave me permission to be single. You gave me permission to say you know what, I need to just spend some time in myself, I need to detox, I need to, like, you know, get out of this relationship, get over these feelings, get over the whatever it is that happened to me during that marriage and that breakup, you know, because everybody's like, oh, my gosh, you've got two little kids, you know, you run a company, how are you going to do it on your own, how are you going to do it? And their fears of how I'm going to do it <laughs> compounded my own fears. And I got to the point at some points in this process that I was frozen. I was like, you're right. How am I going to do it? Please don't tell me how I can't do it because I can't do it. I can't do it. Now you're saying I can't do it. Now I can't do it. Oh, my God, I can't do it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and it would drive me crazy. And then kind of going into my cave, going into that, you know, my house and just being with myself uh, was really restorative. Restorative? Restorative? I don't know. Made me feel better. And So, what what do you think was the best um, the best thing for you, Karika? The one thing that you did um, during your process of writing this book that you found gave you the most peace was it journaling? Was it resting? Was it
3: the gym? I mean, what is a place was, you can? It was journaling. It was resting. It was reading. But you know, it was writing. It was the, it's, for me. It was the writing of the book. Believe it or not because I'm one of those people that I need a, I need something to do. I need a project. I always need a project. I'm a creative person. I always need a project. And I had always wanted to do a book. I had just never taken the time out to really do it and I really didn't know which which book. I want to have a lot of books in me. But you know, <laughs> I I knew when I had the time, I knew that I had to go ahead and sit down and write this book and it helped me. It helped me, you know, get get feelings out on the page and really you know, look at what I have went through, um, the good and the bad, and where I have come from and accomplished, you know, what I had accomplished in my life. So I I, I kind of advise people it doesn't have to be a book, but it can be a room. If you're into decorating, like, pick something because you need a distraction. <laughs> you can't keep obsessing over, over it, and you will if you don't have a, a good distraction. You know, maybe it is the gym if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, get a trainer, you know. Pick a goal, pick a goal.
1: Well, and I became, like, you know, I'm not a, (laughs) Chrissy will attest to this, I can stick my (laughs) fingers together trying to craft, and I have to write a lot for my company, for my work, so that's not relaxing to me, it feels like work, but you know what became my project was myself. I mean, I know that sounds so dumb, but I looked in the mirror, I'm like, I hate my hair, you know, I don't like the way my body looks, I don't like my clothes, Chrissy, you were there with my, I hate my clothes, you know, because as I was changing and redefining myself, you know, we all... I think as women try at some level to be the type of person our husband wants. And Amen. sometimes that's in sync with, what, with who we are. But like in my case, who my ex-husband wanted me to be was so far away from who I am naturally that it was Amen. really an effort. And my project was to figure out who I was and to figure out who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up every day. And that was a lot.
3: That's right. But see, that's what your, my project was myself, too. But what I wanted to be was a writer. You know what I'm saying? One of the things I wanted to be was a published writer, a published author, but I never got to do it because I was so busy taking care of him and arguing with him and being stressed out over the arguments with him. And you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Because it does. It's like
1: it's almost like it. It you know, people who haven't been divorced or haven't been in a long-term relationship and gone through a, a, a breakup that's devastating, um, they don't realize how much it sucks energy into this black hole, and it starts becoming almost like your pastime. Arguing was the pastime. You know, picking on, you know, me was the pastime. And and it, and it it fills the empty spaces that should be with hanging out and watching movies or playing with the kids. All that bad stuff takes the place of the good stuff,
3: and you kind of have to excise that once you leave. You're right. You are so right. I mean, I, I can't agree with you more, and I really I really do hope more people do read the book because I think they can get more, more out of it, you know, because at the end of the day, you are you, all you have, and we're all so beautiful, but we all have a lot of our own issues that come up in relationships, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you always thought you were kind of fat, your i probably going to make you feel fat. You know what i <laughs> <laughs> things Those are things that you have to kind of work on for yourself. And in that way, the breakup is a, is a blessing because the space between this ex boyfriend and the new one that's coming along, you know, there's, there's bound to be somebody new in your future, you know, as long as you're getting out there and living your life to the fullest, you're, you're bound to meet someone. And when you do meet that person, depends on what you're looking for, you want to be ready, you want to be you know you want to be your authentic self not to quote oprah but i am from the oprah generation <laughs> <Right>? You so to show your authentic self you can attract your authentic self in a partner but if you've been arguing for 10 years with somebody who doesn't even even know the real you because you've been so busy trying to be what you what they want you to be yeah, you need to take a minute. <laughs> no, you didn't need to minute. take, like, two years. You need to take
1: some serious time. Because I also think, you know, Carica, one thing that came away from your book um, was that, you know, if I want to be in a relationship, a sustainable relationship ever again in my life, I don't want to make the same mistakes I made, so I need to examine, you know, my own part in all this. Um, But also I need time to heal, and I I want to be the best person I can be for that future person. Like, I don't want to come in, like, all battered and, you know, (laughs) needing paint and, you know, the whole thing. I want to come and have somebody go, wow, I am really grateful for this person in my life. I think she's terrific, and,
3: you know, that takes work. It does take work. It does take work, and, it, and it's good because sometimes then you get to the point where you can say, you know, whatever, whatever this person is going through, because no one is perfect, so no guy you're going to meet. Sorry, guys, there's no quick charming. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, we all learn to compromise, but you can, you can be so evolved, and I guess, what what, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-realization, So self-realize that you can say, okay, that's not about me. That's not my issue. You see what I'm saying? And it gives you a kind of a freedom in all of your relationships, whether it be work relationships or love, intimate relationships. It's like, okay, that's not that's not our Without our, with our girlfriends, you know, you could say that's her issue. That's not my issue. That doesn't mean I don't love you or I'm not there. But you save yourself a lot of energy. And as as we mature as women, I think energy is our it's like our our resource. We have to preserve our energy. We have to be selfish when it comes to our energy. You know. Absolutely, we are not. My
1: my biggest phrase is that we are not inexhaustible resources. And I think as mothers, as, as wives, and as friends, you know, we put this mantle upon ourselves that says we must help everyone. We must be there for our kids at every moment. We must take care of our husbands, all these must, must, must. But we are not an inexhaustible resource. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly. Our guest today is Karika Fields. You can check her out at www.caricafields.com That's spelled K-E-R-I-K-A. She is the author of a really great book about breakups called He's Gone, You're Back, The Right Way to Get Over Mr. Wrong. <laughs>
0: your show motherhood talk radio giving you interesting inspiring and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation this is motherhood talk radio and we'll be right back after these I want to be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible then join us Mondays for the Leah Jansen Show. Every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on TalkingNet.com with Leah Jansen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, leahjansen.com. That's Leah, L E A H J A N T Z E N dot com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jansen and listen live to The Leah Jansen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of paying it forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on DoggyNet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is
1: Sandra Beck, and I am here with my lovely co host, Christy Holly. Yes. 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 And we have the Best, 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 best guest today. Her name is Carica Fields, and she wrote this great book called "He's Gone, You're Back," and um, that's just such a really powerful statement. Uh, because as women, we do um, we do change when we're in relationships. We do, don't you think so, Chris? I oh yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I think that when we leave a, um, a relationship, there's part of us that needs to be redefined. Yes, I agree. You know, and I think, as um you know for some of us, it might be redefining us as a single mom or a mom or a single person, or even just not in a relationship with this person and when there're relationships that start when we're younger, it's very difficult sometimes because your memories get tied together, your friendships are tied together over time well, Don't you yeah, think so? yeah, because it's
2: and I'll just use. Me as an example, even though I'm I'm married, happily married, but it's like, oh, Greg and Christy. Oh, where's Greg and Christy? It's not like, oh, where? It's everybody always asks about you as if you're one person, the the two people. You know, we become you become this, a unit. Yes, and so it's not. Oh, it's like, oh, what have they been doing? Not what it. it it's not individual anymore. It's and, not. I mean, especially in a marriage. Yeah. You know. So you kind of lose. You lose that individuality, and you're, you're just grouped together all the time. So,
1: I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Well, no, no, we're talking about, you know, not only do you have to redefine yourself, but other people need to redefine the relationship. It's like, you know, I still get Christmas cards for the two of us, and, you know, with, yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> hello people. Hello,
2: those and people are here. not your friends. <laughs> they are not <laughs> they my They are friends. not your
1: friends. Um, you no, know, and they usually are, like, you know, acquaintances that, you know, have an email list or have a, you know, printout list that, you know, don't change these things. <laughs> um, but it is important that, um, you know that we we recognize that all this redefining it takes time it takes time not only for other people but for ourselves i mean and it's it 's hard too I think um, you know especially when you have little kids um, to go into an environment where everybody is already predefined as families. So I know that was very hard for me for a while because Carrico, where I live, is a very bedroom-type community where there's not a whole lot of um, fragmented families. They're really, you know, kind of a nuclear family. And it was very hard for me to walk into many situations being like, wow, I'm the only single mom in the room. (laughs) Look at me. Hi. Freak show. Um, That was hard for me, and it, it, you know, got easier over time, and now I kind of relished in it, and I put stickers on my car with just me and the two kids and the dogs, you know, where everybody has their happy families back there. Well, I have my happy family. It's just different. Um, but it's a process that we go through. And um, the one thing I liked, Karika, if you could talk about for a little bit, is about um, taking responsibility for yourself and your actions in the breakup because I see a lot of people blaming their spouse for everything, and that's very convenient and that's easy and <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um, but it really doesn't help us move on.
3: It doesn't, it doesn't help you move on because you're not looking at yourself. It's kind of like, you know, once somebody goes into AA or whatever, the first thing you have to say is, okay, I have a problem. You know, not whoever, not my father drank too much or my, you know, whatever. I have a problem. So when a breakup ends, you know, you can't always put the blame on the other person. You have to, you know, you did something wrong, too. You know, even though you might have tried your best, you might not have been as patient as you could have. Again, your issues come up. So if you're kind of have a bad temper. At work or with your kids, you're going to have a bad temper in that relationship, too. So that's why it's so important to take responsibility for your role. It takes two to tango. You know, your role in the relationship's demise so that you can look at yourself realistically and know, well, I have to work on this. I can't, you know, I can't talk to someone like this. You know, no matter what we're going through in our relationship, I really should not have said that because it was emasculating and, you know, or whatever it is, you know, maybe you're not patient. You have to work on your patience. These are all virtues. They're in the Bible. They're part of life and, and all, types, all types of self-discovery. Um, and, again, relationships bring your issues to the forefront. But if you keep blaming somebody else for everything and not taking responsibility, you will never really get healed and never really evolve and have the relationship that you, that you want in the end. Because at the end of the day, everybody wants to be loved. And everybody wants to be in a positive, healthy, you know, mutually, uh, you know, it's a great relationship. So, but you can't do that if you're, if you're blaming him. And he was this and he was that and he was that. Well, really, what about you? Well, and you know, he might be who? all
1: those things. You know, he might be all those things, but that doesn't really help us figure out what we need to do. And, you know, like you said, you finished your undergraduate degree and you wrote a book. And, you know, for me, I I built a company and, you know, started a couple of radio shows and, you know, finished some books myself. I mean, if you take that breakup and swing it around to your advantage, you can only do that, I think, if you put the focus on, on yourself and not that person.
3: So what, the reason why I decided to go business, funny story, I'll tell you real quick, because I was with the boyfriend and we were arguing, you know, with money issues and, you know, and it, was, it was already clear that the relationship was over. But in my mind, I was like, you know, he needs to get his stuff together. He doesn't even have a, his finish his degree. And I said, ooh, I haven't finished my degree. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a wake up call for me and I turned it around. I had to look, turn the mirror back on myself. And, you know, I don't think I would have done that if I was constantly blaming him and looking at his fault instead of focusing on mine, because I'm not perfect either, you
1: know. It is, but it's hard to look at ourselves. And I think, you know, in order to look at ourselves, one of the things I learned from your book is that we have to be quiet. Right. You know, there has to be some quiet time, and you can't do it in a bar, and you can't do it, you know, in a gym. There's some times where you just have to be quiet and be with yourself. And, uh, you know, and the one thing, Karika, you know, I know we're running a little bit out of time. I could talk to you all day, um, but is is faith. Like, where does
3: faith come in to the place of this recovery process? you have to claim your space. You know, um especially if you're if you're single, you might have more time to yourself, but if you have children, it's going to be a harder compromise. But that's where your friends come in. You know the ones that or girlfriend, they want to take you out drinking and dancing. Let them take the kids for a, a night or a couple of a couple of hours. Of course, I'm talking about people that are responsible, people that you can trust. Hopefully, you have a family member or even when it's time ta- even when it's bedtime. You know, you know the children go down at 10 or 9 or whatever. You know, take that evening, maybe a Friday night, instead of whining about you don't have a date, take 10 to 12 to take a hot bath to write in your journal. You don't have to stay on the phone with your girlfriends. They heard the story before. They know that you guys broke up, and they know that he was a jerk, and they know all that already. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to get it over and over again. You have to steal time, you know. You have to steal time, but it's worth it, you know. I, in my book, I talked about my mother used to do talk fast. Did you see that part? She just wouldn't talk. She'd be like, I'm going to talk fast today. But my mother also, she had five children. She had, um, you know, a husband. She had her own business. We had a school. My mother ran an elementary school in the bottom floor of our home. So, uh, yeah, when it was time for a talk fast, she took a talk fast because she could not handle it. How many times can you say, no, don't eat that, don't eat and, and my mother's a very beautiful, peaceful woman at her age now. She's in her 60s, and people don't believe how old she is because um, she looks great because she has fought for her sanity. You know what I mean? Even though, even though it looked crazy at the time, she fought for her own sanity, and I, I learned that from her. So, that yeah. is so <laughs> That's so important, Karika. And I want to also ask
1: your thoughts on, um, you know, like religious practice or faith or um, how, does that, how does that factor into the
3: recovery process in, uh, you know, recovering from a breakup? Well, I think that, you know, faith, depends, no matter what your faith is, um, you know, you have to have, I don't want to say you have to, see, everybody's different. You know, I'm a Christian. I go to church. I don't go every Sunday like I should. Sorry, Reverend Miller. But I do go. I was raised that, you know, I was raised that way. But I do have, you know, my own uh, interpretations. We don't get into that. But I do have a certain amount of faith that, you know, God is kind of guiding my life. And I'm on a path. And if I'm on this path and you're with me and you step off the path, then you're not supposed to be on this path because this is my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, So that's where I think. Some type of faith comes in whatever it is for you. I think you should. This is a good time to get into it. Whatever scripture, whether it's the Torah or the Quran, that you that that speaks to you, that speaks to your spirit. I um, mean, also that's what's on my checklist, too. There are also other non-denominational um, things that you can read that don't necessarily deal with a certain kind of faith because some people do have issues with religion. But I think just faith in the universe per se, faith in life itself. In a higher power, because, you know, at some point we do have to realize that we don't have a lot of control over everything all the time. And some things are not just meant to be, you know. And knowing that and having faith that what is yours, where's your man, your right job, your right situation is coming to you, and that you'll be ready for it. That's where faith comes in. If, If not, you get discouraged, you know, you get discouraged. So you have to have faith, whatever that means for you.
1: I agree. I think, you know, uh, I love how you put that. You have to have faith for whatever that means for you because everybody's different and everybody processes things differently. But at the end of the day, we do go through some of the same things after a significant breakup and being able to turn things over to a higher power and go, you know what, I've done what I can do. I've done my part. I need you to do the best or I need you to handle the rest and I'll do the best I can and that's enough can give you a lot of peace.
3: I agree. I agree, you
1: know, and that's, I think, one of the things that, um, you know, with the publishing of your book, you know, you talk about all these different techniques and they're actual practical things that we can do uh, to help ourselves through a breakup, and they're not costly. It's not like you're telling us to go out and get lipo or, you know, hire a shrink at $150 an hour. You know, these are playlists. There are movies you can watch. There are things you can think about. There are books you can read that are inexpensive, Um, It's really, you know, a great... Um, a great service that you've provided for me and for um, everybody who has bought your book. So I want to thank you
3: for being on the air with us today. Thank you um, for having me. I'm really oh. so, I'm so delighted. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> we'll Brooklyn see you girl. at Christmas. see Christmas.
1: <laughs> my name is Sandra Beck. I am the host of Motherhood Talk Radio. Our guest today has been Carica Fields, and she is the author of He's Gone, You're Back, The Right Way to Get Over Mr. Wrong. Check it out on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. It's a great read. It's a refreshingly honest self-help book that provides women with real advice on coping uh, with the loss of a relationship or I, as I like to put it, a change in a relationship because not every relationship is a loss. In fact, a lot of them, the Mr. Wrongs, we could lose all of them and um, find our Mr. Right. <laughs>
0: Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly on Toginet.com. Join us every Tuesday as we.